Hello and welcome to Pop, a piece of peace. My name is Pastor Doug and I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 22nd. And this is an opportunity for you to reflect or spend a little bit of time in devotion um, just on your own and be in the presence of God. So we invite you to do that now. And this past Sunday, we focused on a reading from Matthew. We're going through during Lent the entire Gospel of Matthew. And I love Jesus' parables. I think parables, I've heard Rob, Rob Bell talk about, it's like a gem that you can hold up and twist them and people see different things in different aspects. Emily Dickinson said, tell all the truth, but tell it with a slant. So in other words, take, take the truth, but tell it with an angle to it that makes you process and think and hopefully grow in your understanding of how the kingdom of God's at work. And I think that's what Jesus does with his parables. In the gospel, he says this, he put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. And then a little bit later on, he tells yet another parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Jesus tells these parables with a little bit of slant. They're not as black and white as sometimes we make them out to be. As a matter of fact, some of them make us scratch our heads a little bit. But what he's describing is the mysterious nature of the kingdom of God. In the first parable, he talks about the smallest of all seeds, which interestingly enough is a really unique way to talk about the kingdom of God. He's comparing it to a weed. Why would a farmer go and sow a weed in the midst of his wheat field or something useful? He puts a, a shrub in the middle of it, yet the shrub grows into the greatest of all shrubs or trees. Then the second parable is about this invisible, amazingly powerful little substance called yeast. Yeast is often used to describe sin in the Old Testament, so it's interesting that Jesus would choose something like this. He's also, according to N.T. Wright, telling a parable about, in, unfortunately in the day in this patriarchal society, he's telling a story about what they considered women's work, which for many would have been, why are you choosing a story like that to talk about the kingdom of God? And yet this yeast, mixes into the flour and we all know or hopefully experienced the joy of watching bread rise, the smell that goes along with it. I shared the story of my own pizza dough making, but I put in a tablespoon of yeast into about seven and a half cups of flour and mix it with water and salt and then I put it in a plastic container. One time I you, I always leave the container on my kitchen counter for a couple hours until the 
Dough rises close to the top of the plastic container and once it had risen just a little bit above. And uh, I took the lid and thought, well, close enough, and I sealed the lid shut and then I put it in the fridge thinking it would stop rising. About an hour later, I heard this massive boom and the thing had exploded in the fridge and dough was everywhere. It's amazing to think of the power that this little substance of yeast has. Then finally, the last parable that Jesus tells is of a treasure that's hidden in a field. And again, N.T. Wright, in our devotional app that we've been using to go along with this, N.T. Wright describes how, isn't it fascinating to think that the person who found the treasure didn't own the land? I mean, this is a point that I've often missed. The owner of the land doesn't know anything about the treasure. It's this foreign person to the property that finds this treasure and instead of taking it, he covers it back up and then he goes and buys the property so that he can have the treasure. It's almost deceitful. It's like imagine going to a garage sale and you see a purse for sale for $3, but in it you find in one of the little compartments with a zipper on top, you open it up and you find a $100 bill in there. Do you take then the purse to the person who's selling it and reveal that you found them, or do you just pay the $3 and you've made a $97 profit? You see, it's interesting to think of why does Jesus almost tell a story that's deceitful to describe the kingdom of God? I think, and again, this is my way of twisting the gem. Maybe you have a different way. But my way is, I think what Jesus is trying to tell us is that the kingdom of God is quiet. It's almost subversive. It's modest. Sometimes it's even hidden. And we never know really where it's going to pop up or how we're going to experience it. But it's not in armies or rulers or egocentric people in power. It's not in what I call the three B's, bullhorns, billboards, or bumper stickers, but rather it's in quiet acts of love. And so for us, we might ask, how do, how do we experience it today, this kingdom of God? I would say for those of us who attend worship or even perhaps listen to podcasts like this or watch worship online, Somehow, sometimes, somewhere, in a song, in a prayer, in a message, in scripture reading, we might just get struck with something. It might be in our everyday jobs or what we do during the day, taking care of kids, loving our spouses, that somehow this quiet, modest, sometimes hidden presence of God will appear might be in acts of service and kindness that go unnoticed. People who deliver food to First English or tutor at the Hardy Center. Sometimes it's in those quiet, simple ways that again no one notices that the kingdom of God somehow is present. Jesus says there will be a day when the kingdom comes in full. But not yet. Not yet. So in the meantime, know that I am with you and you'll experience the kingdom of God in hidden 
almost subversive sort of ways. May you encounter that today. Amen. Thank you.